Hello, Wellness Revolutioners. It is V here, and I am so excited to be doing my solo cast for you on Wellness Revolution Podcast. So I'm V, and you've heard me before. I am actually located in the central coast of California in beautiful Monterey Bay area. I am originally from the East Coast and moved out here to California six years ago. I moved out here for a job. I work in higher education, but I am also a PhD student, a IIN student who will be graduating in a couple of weeks, and I'm very excited about that. So that means I coach, and I am presently enrolled in the Gut Health Advanced Program through IIN, and I'm looking to become a gut health um, educator and expert. Gut health is something that's really important to me, and I also focus on women's health, reproductive health, and chronic illness. So we're going to spend the next little while talking about what I think health and wellness is, how did I find my passion for it, and what's one area that I would like to see um, given more attention. So growing up, health and wellness to me meant portion control, um, controlling everything that went into my mouth and family and the conflation of family being Italian and pasta, breads, pizza, pancakes, carbohydrates, basically was huge. Um, being an East coast Italian family, Sunday dinner, big deal. And by Sunday dinner, I mean, Sunday afternoon, we would have pasta and salads, salads that typically were made from my grandmother's backyard. And then we just gorged ourselves on whatever we were going to eat. And this lasted probably until I was nine years old. And then a significant death happened in my family and Sunday dinners kind of went by the wayside. Um, but we get together all holidays. They're getting together uh, or they got together for Easter. They get together for Christmas, Christmas Eve. I mean, this family just eats and there's nothing wrong with it. And everybody loves to eat. So family is very much centered around food. For me, being healthy meant I had to control the portions that went in my mouth because no matter what I did, I would look at a carbohydrate and I would gain weight, or I would look at gluten, what I now know is gluten and gain weight rather than looking at the food and thinking about what I'm eating, I just went along for the ride, whatever that was, however that looked. I was taught very early on that everything should be in moderation. Um, I still semi-believe this, but I am now really looking at food as intuitive eating and mindfulness over moderation. But a lot of those messages I received around moderation and thinking through, okay, I had toast for breakfast. That means I can't have toast for lunch. That means I can't have this for dinner was very much a part of my daily routine and meant that I had to think through my entire day before I ate breakfast because if I was going to have pizza for dinner, I needed to figure out I was going to have salad and chicken for lunch. So everything that was taught to me was balance, whatever balance meant moderation and, um, very much not gorging. <laughs> so at the time I was taught my body wasn't good enough at age 12. I was a size 10. I remember being on the bus and being bullied because when I got off the bus, the bus would bounce. I was a heavy kid, always a heavy kid. The only time in my life I have been under the weight of 130 was when I was 16. And that's because I barely ate anything. 
and I was also going through a coming out process. So I think a lot of that had to do um, with my lack of weight. And then the most defining moment for me was when I got diagnosed with endometriosis and had to go on pretty severe hormones and my weight ballooned. I was 140 pounds um, for a long, long, long time. And then at 19 years old, I ballooned up to 180 and my skin started stretching and breaking. Imagine deep purple stretch marks. Um, I remember looking at them and counting them and seeing how many there were and, and feeling so discouraged because I was on Weight Watchers and I was watching what I ate and I was working out with a personal trainer and yet my weight kept getting more and more and more and clothes fit less and less and less and I was getting more and more bloated and I didn't know why. So while it wasn't my formative years, those years were really tough for me and it was really, really hard to be who I was without um, feeling terrible. <laughs> I didn't know at the time that a lot of what I was going through was a gluten allergy, um, which I found out later in life, which we can get to at another point. Um, and I think that all of those messages about not being good enough and being too fat and being too ugly really carried with me. And I never felt good enough for anything. And the idea of health, quote unquote, and wellness, quote unquote, were very conflated for me. And I never really understood that excessively working out and not eating and under eating does not mean I'm going to be healthy or I'm going to be well. I very much believed that working out with a personal trainer and eating basically nothing for six or eight months meant I was going to lose weight and I was going to look better and I was going to feel better and all these people were going to be like desiring me and whatever. Yeah, that's not how this works. <laughs> so for me, being diagnosed with endometriosis was semi-liberating because I was able to start figuring out my body through that process. Um, I would actually attribute my passion for wellness to be... Um, linked to my endometriosis. So when I was diagnosed, I was 17 or 18 and life just changed. I sort of just went about my business. I didn't really realize what that meant and that it was a chronic illness and it was going to affect me for the rest of my life. But as I got older and found um, different ways of eating and different ways of being, I discovered this passion for wellness. And I discovered this need to share my story. Storytelling for me is very important. And my story around my chronic illness and um, my weight gain and my weight loss very much is centered around my chronic illness of endometriosis. So my passion for wellness and health and um, this idea of holistic health started six years ago. I was married at the time, and I've mentioned this before. Um, my wife at the time said, I want to lose weight. I've heard paleo is wonderful. Let's do it. And I, being the adoring wife that I was, said, okay, dear, like, I'll do it with you. Little did I know that was going to change my life in so many ways. We had been paleo for like two months 
and weight started to fall off. I was sleeping better. I was eating better. I was moving better. I wanted to be out walking. I wasn't lethargic. I didn't have brain fog. I was getting up super early. Everything just sort of fell into place for me when I went paleo. And I was blogging about it. That was my biggest thing. I started blogging January 21st, six years ago. And here I am six years later, still blogging and still talking about wellness. I coached um, a friend of mine through her first transition to paleo and continued to be a um, advocate and mentor to other people, even though I didn't necessarily know them. Um, I was sharing my message and that's really how I found wellness. And through my friend who actually uh, went through IIN first, she said to me, Victoria, you have to do this. You have to, Victoria is my name. I go by V. You have to do this because you're so good at coaching. You just need to have this credential and you can be doing all of these things and that would be so great. So I decided to enroll a year ago and I have never felt better about my decision. Um, in my day job, I coach. I am a higher education administrator and I coach students on a variety of topics. But with health and this health and wellness uh, foci, I am able to look outside of the simple food intake that a lot of people think health and wellness is and really talk about the primary foods, which I really believe in. And I very much think that we need to give more attention to relationships are very important. And I have talked about relationships before, and I will continue to talk about relationships. And when you start loving yourself in a way that makes sense for you, your relationships in all aspects of your life will start falling into place and your insides will start reflecting your outsides. And that to me is really, really important. So my passion for wellness has just increased over the past year. And gut health for me as a chronic illness sufferer is very important. And through that course, I have been able to figure out a ton of different my gut. I was diagnosed with SIBO back in October and have seen tremendous changes simply based on experimenting on myself through IIN. For me, the area of health and wellness that I would like to see given more attention is health and wellness for women, um, especially around reproductive rights and reproductive health, because we don't talk about that. We don't spend enough time um, really diving into what women struggle with in terms of our bodies are just different than men's. And in a lot of cases, we are not taken seriously when we are having an issue. Um, a great example for me is I went to a, a new gynecologist recently who jumped from you have endometriosis to you need a full hysterectomy. And this was the first time meeting this person. And I was appalled because women's health, you're supposed to want to try everything. That's supposed to be a last resort, right? And I would much rather 
follow a traditional Chinese medicine um, I would much rather follow a traditional Chinese medicine regimen than cut my uterus out right away. That works for a lot of people, but for me, I would like to try diet, herbs, and acupuncture before I do that. So for me, health and wellness needs to be looked at as holistically as possible and really needs to be taken seriously, especially when it comes to women's health. Because I was diagnosed uh, probably eight or nine years ago with IBS. Well, I have managed my IBS symptoms with diet. Um, and by diet, I mean the food that I'm eating. And now having all the, these herbs introduced into my life, I'm managing it even better. I don't even think I have IBS symptoms anymore, to be 100% honest. So I think that we don't give women enough credit when we are talking about health and wellness. And we need to help women specifically um, find their voice and advocate for themselves rather than just shutting them down when they say that something is going on. Um, and for me, that's what a wellness revolution is about, is listening and really challenging the norm and challenging what society says we're supposed to be doing and what we are supposed to be um, feeling and how we should be interacting with medicine or interacting with the health and wellness field. I don't believe that health and wellness is about a six pack and CrossFit. If those are things that work for you, that's great, but that's not for everybody. For me, wellness is about my holistic health and how I'm sleeping, how I'm eating, my living environment, my work, my passion, my desires, how I'm stimulating my brain. It is not just about how I look. And I think we as wellness revolution co-hosts are trying to change that idea that wellness is a one size fits all because it's not. And I think that's the greatest gift IIN has given to me is this idea of bio-individuality and everything really is specialized and there is no one size fits all. We are as individual as our microbiome. And that is powerful. What works for me is not going to work for you. And what works for another is not going to work for somebody else. It's just that easy. Everyone is different and everyone's DNA is different to the point where we have to look outside of ourselves and be mindful about how we as a industry, I'll call health and wellness an industry, are marketing different things because, for instance, I've talked before, there are some supplements that helped introduce a bacteria overgrowth into my small intestine because it just didn't work for me. So how can I sit here and feel good about myself when I'm looking at all these skinny and quote unquote healthy people eating these supplements and I'm getting sick from it. That makes me feel bad. But I choose to take my power back. And that, to me, is what a wellness revolution is. Taking my power back and realizing that it is not a one-size-fits-all. What works for me doesn't work for you. And that's okay. There is nothing wrong with that. That is power to me. Health and wellness is not about me doing what's trendy. And that is why I believe in the wellness revolution.
pollution. And that is why I believe that this podcast and you being here is the start of a movement because being trendy does not mean that you are fulfilling your potential in the health and wellness world because you're just being trendy. So I would challenge everyone out there to try what works for them. As long as it's not hurting you or someone else, try what works for you. Try being vegan one week. Try eating plant-based one week. Try eating meat one week if that is something that goes into your value system. It doesn't have to be strict. It doesn't have to be judgmental. I am very judgmental with myself, but over the past year, I have started to give that up and have looked at my health and wellness through a loving eye. There's a quote about um, talk to yourself like you would talk to a friend. And for me, that's what health and wellness is about. And that's what this revolution is about talking to yourself like you would a friend and really being there and supporting someone else's desires and needs because you are worth it. You are worth so much and you're more than your weight. You're more than the way you look in a mirror you are more than the size in your pants. You are worth so much. And this culture of dieting and looking as good as whatever is just a, um, just a facade and a distraction from doing the self-work that I believe we all need to be doing to lead a healthy and happy life. When we can start diving within ourselves and really examining who we are, that's when health comes to the surface. So I'm excited you're here. I hope that you find some value and some peace in knowing you're not alone, no matter where you're at in your journey. And we've all gotten to this place in a variety of different ways. And as a co-host of the Wellness Revolution podcast, I am so thrilled that you want to be here with us because we are starting a movement and you are a part of that movement. And I am so impressed with the excitement around changing the dialogue on wellness. So I appreciate you. Thank you all so much for listening to the Wellness Revolution podcast. We are truly so grateful for each and every one of you, and we love you all so, so much. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast to stay up to date on all the newest episodes. Please leave us a review. Let us know if you liked this episode, if you thought it was helpful, if you thought it was interesting, and let us know what you want to hear from us in the future. We definitely want to hear from you. We want to give you all exactly what you want. And lastly, be sure to connect with us on Instagram. Our handle is the Wellness Revolution Podcast. Take a picture of yourself listening to this episode, snap a screenshot of it on your phone, and be sure to upload it and tag us and tell us that you're listening to the Wellness Revolution Podcast. We love you all, and we will talk to you on the next episode.